Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Chris. We're glad you're here. Here's your host, Pastor Chris Atkinson. Well, hello, Heather. It's uh, great to be able to connect with you today. How are you? I'm doing great. It's such a warm day today. It's actually zero out. Yeah, yes, that's a big change from what we've been experiencing. So could you take a few minutes and just tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm Heather Spears. I'm currently hiding in my vehicle because I needed a quiet place to talk. I have four kids, three of which are at virtual school right now. So all you can hear in the background is Chromebooks and Chromebooks and Chromebooks, all their teachers. And um, so I just want to make sure I had a nice uh, quiet space, my own studio, as you can say, to be able to answer Chris's questions. So cool. I am, like I said, a mom of four. I um, used to live in Angus, but in October, we moved to a beautiful property halfway between Angus and Barrie. And um, it's a farm. We are living in, an, I think it's 88-year-old farmhouse. So that in itself has lots of character, as you can imagine. We've had to deal with drafty windows and um, putting on my big girl pants by like looking at uh, on the internet how to caulk them with that special sealant, right? That, you know, in between seasons, because they're, I think the original windows to the house. So as you can imagine, it's been a steep learning curve, but you know, it's COVID. You got to do what you got to do. And, um, and I've been home, I think this is day 346 of the, the, quarantine of the lockdown um we've only had two like in ontario here if you're outside of ontario we've only had um two major lockdowns but um it 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 has felt like it's been a continual one since last march and so uh one of the things that i am celebrating beforehand is the end of this (laughs) because it's going to come at some point i don't know if it's years down the road or next week but um, I'm looking forward to it. But in the meantime, so, I'm keeping safe, playing by the rules, doing what I can to keep my parents and my, my kids safe. And um, one of the things I am is a primary caregiver. So I look after my four kids, but I also look after my two parents who live in Angus. And they have a lot of medical challenges. And one of the things that is hard is the people that have been greatly, severely, you know, mortally affected by this pandemic are people that my parents you know are in the same category of so I have to play it uber safe uber safe uber uber I haven't been to church since last March so it's been a lot to to do everything online to do zoom to do Facebook to listen to um sermons instead of actually getting spit on by the pastor you know there's been a nice shield going on there <laughs> but um yeah and, and in the middle of the pandemic I had to move to the country and I couldn't get help from people because people just couldn't do it they weren't um permitted to by the government and um people were just um worn out from the pandemic about that time when I had to move in October and it was right around Thanksgiving and everybody was kind of grumpy about not being able to spend time with their loved ones for the holiday and so um it was a challenge and my faith has been challenged the whole time. Um, I've had to live by faith. I have been um, walking out all the things that I've learned in the 25 years that I've known Jesus. And 
I've, I've had to learn how to be creative in limited situations. And so um, one of the things I don't know if you know, Pastor Chris, is I love to paint. I, I love working with acrylics. And so with the pandemic, um, a lot of the companies that used to, you go into a bar or um, a restaurant and you'd paint. So it's called like Yay Maker or there was like Sippin' something. I don't know. It was all, it was all the painting ones. I only ever went to um, the paint night ones and uh, they all went online. And so it was so much fun to be able to paint at home. And I used to do a whole bunch with my kids at the table. So all of us would do a paint night together. And that's how we got through some of the really hard times in um, March, April, and May. But then summer came and we could go outside again and we really didn't get to do that. And so um, I have transitioned from doing a lot of painting in my creativity and I've been baking and cooking. I, I, I'm a cook more than a baker. I don't mind baking, it's, but it's too precise. I like to be able to play with stuff. And so um, I've been making people drool on social media by posting my, my dinners or my um, creations. And my hopes in all of this, and this is the first time I'm ever saying it really out loud, is I'm taking these photos of our family favorites and then making that into a cookbook for my kids to take away to their respective schools when they're older so that they know like mom's fazoo is this, this, and this, and you do this, this, and this. And then it's like, it has a picture so they can kind of do their own menu and go, you know what? I want to make that today. And I want to make that today. Or that was gross. We are not doing that again. <laughs> well, that is so, so cool. It's yeah. so cool that you're doing, uh, taking advantage of all of these things uh, through COVID. So what are you looking forward to the most when the COVID restrictions are over? Honestly, Canada's wonderland. <laughs> I, I just want to go and have fun and scream my head off and not have to worry about anything other than making sure I have a head count every five seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I, I miss people. I, I've spent so much time at the grocery store more than normal just to hang out with the cashiers. How bad is that? Like, <laughs> I, and Dawn, if you're watching this, she knows. She's just like, this is my favorite time is when you come because we just get in such deep conversations in the you know, three minutes you're in my till. And it's, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So you had mentioned earlier that this has been long. Like, it's uh, been a long time for, for you guys in in uh, quarantine. So what's motivating you to keep on going, to get up in the morning through all of this? Honestly, it's the, and I, I'm being honest otherwise when I say honestly, but just like real and raw, it's the have to with the Chromebooks. It's the have to with my son starting high school. We um, made the decision, we as in my son and I made the decision for him to go to real school uh, starting in February of this year. Um, because there's only six kids in his class, whereas in, in grade nine, whereas my younger guys, they're in grade eight and grade three and grade one, they um, have like 28 kids in their real life classes. And how do you supposed to social distance in a room that, you know, you're like sardines in. And mm -hmm. so um, I'm not afraid of the virus. And I just want to put that there too, that, you know, I, I trust my kids they are going to do what they need to, to keep safe. But we made the choice for home, like the virtual schooling, so that they didn't have to do that. So they didn't have to wear masks for six hours a day and bathe in hand sanitizer and 
um, walk single file everywhere. Like they're, you know, how do you say it nicely? Like in a socialized prison, I guess. <laughs> but um, they are struggling because um, virtual schooling is really hard. And we all have gotten on each other's nerves an awful lot. But <laughs> when you spend that much time together, we haven't spent that much time together since they were preschoolers. So they have, it, it's like all like that lifestyle all back again. But we seem to have gotten to a better groove in the summertime um, after like COVID started, where we're just like, you know what? Yeah. You, are we going to have baked potatoes for lunch? Heck yeah, let's do that. And just um, instead of it keeping it as a supper thing, or are we just going to have popcorn for supper? Why not? My daughter um, decided to take up baking at like one o'clock in the morning. And so that was one of her coping strategies. And us as a family, you know, we've been able to um, find ways to make a day worth it. And so it hasn't been like monotonous as in, you know, oh, another day done, another day done, like, you know, the, the marks on the wall, but it's been like, okay, you know, yeah, we have to do school. There's some structure there, but then it's like, okay, what else are we going to do today? You know, what project are we going to uh, tackle? Mm -hmm. And because we live out here on the farm um, in the winter time, we've been sledding and I, I haven't been because I don't really want to break anything, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the kids, there's a whole bunch of rolling hills here and um, they loved it. But when we first moved here, um, my eight-year-old son wasn't able to ride a bike. He just would not get on one. He would only get on one with training wheels. And it's kind of hard when you're in grade three and you can't ride a bike. Yeah. And within two days of us being here, he was riding with no training wheels. And that was like so awesome because we yeah. have like a quarter mile long driveway. So there's no vehicles really that are going to come at you. And so um, just a quick little story. It's like one of those COVID stories that, you know, teachers are going to be passing around for years. But um, my youngest, who's in grade one, his name is Peter and he's six years old. He, oh, God bless him. Um, took his Chromebook outside during class. I thought he was still on break. I had no idea that he had took his Chromebook outside and he's supposed to be doing math. And he got on his bike and was riding his bike in front of the camera and then riding his bike in front of the camera and like, <laughs> like back and forth just to show his class that he could ride his bike. And I didn't, I didn't know this at all. So like I get an email from the teacher going, Peter's really enthusiastic about learning how to ride a bike but can he not do it until after class? I'm like, what? I'm so sorry. <laughs> so like those kind of motivations of just like what piece of joy, what kind of, um, what, what mark can we make on this day to make it different than the days, other days. And yeah. it might be just a recipe. It might be just, um, we've had family, uh, shows night now where, um, we're kind of geeks here. So on Friday night, all of us gather around to watch WandaVision because we love, we're a Marvel family. And on Tuesday nights, we like watching Hudson and Rex, which is a pretty clean um, cop show held out in St. John's. So it's, it's very Canadian and, and, and nice. And we love the dogs. And so, um, you know, Tuesday nights and Friday nights are kind of sacred for us. 
even if it's only for a half an hour show and an hour show, but it's, it's something that has only happened during the quarantine and, and we're not like busy bumping around from place to place, to place, to place, you know, doing gymnastics or baseball or, or whatever, you know, um, it's like we're home and, and there's been a greater sense of family that way. So yeah, I can, I, I can really tell by the things that you're talking about that family has grown a lot deeper and closer through this whole time period. Oh. Definitely. I, I know that a lot of people haven't liked this quarantine and it has its grading moments, but you know, at the, the bottom line of it all, as a family, we spend so much more time together. We're, we're starting new perspectives where I'm able to sit down with my kids and actually talk about what we've seen instead of them always getting input from other, other like sources like YouTube or Netflix or whatever. And there's five devices going on at once and I can't be in five places at once, but now we're just, because also living out in the country, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but it's really <laughs> awful internet, like awful. And yes. we're a high speed family. And so, oh, it's been really hard on my kids to make that transition to like, you know what? Only two people can use the internet at once. And if you <laughs> add that third person, we're all suffering. <laughs> so I feel like we're back in the nineties where we need to have like a DVD player again and, and a VHS maybe, you know, <laughs> well, there was some good things about those times too. So that's good. Sure. That's cool. Um, so what, uh, what does your faith mean to you in the middle of all of this? A lot, a lot. I've had to go through a lot of trials and, and I don't say that lately in this time period, especially the whole move and working through um, my faith. I've had to put my boots on the ground. It's not just faith as in, I kind of wish for something. It's like, no, okay, God, this is what you've promised in the Bible. And I'm, I know that you're not a liar. You're not a man that you would lie. And so I, I know that if your word says, you know, by his stripes, I am healed, or you were healed is what it says in the word. It means that I am healed. And it's like, okay, God, how do I walk out that healing? Show me what you want. And I've been learning in this, in this quarantine to ask God a lot of really good questions because he's not afraid of questions, you know? No. So if, if you have concerns or you have like questions that, and you're wondering things, ask them because those who hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. Amen. And, and, and I'm not perfect, you know, but what does it say that, you know, I'm his workmanship and, and I'm created to do good works in Christ Jesus. And um, one of the verses I wrote down, um, I keep saying, um, I'm sorry, but it's Psalm 66 verse 20. And I'm going to read it in the passion translation because it says it more poetically than the normal translations but I don't usually read that translation too often. It says, I will forever praise this God who didn't close his heart when I prayed and never said no when I asked him for help. He never once refused to show me his tender love. Mm. And that is, um, that encompasses the many things that I've been going through. He has not turned his back on me. He's never left me or forsaken me. Yeah. He has listen to my questions 
and answered them. And he's given me words in season. You know, <laughs> Pastor Chris, a lot of us beat ourselves up because we're not at our peak. We're not at the top of our game. Yeah. But if you look in anything in nature, nothing blooms all year long. There's a season for everything. Yes. And, yes. And so, you know, if it if you're not blooming right now, you may be in a growing season or you may be in a transition. And that's okay. Just because somebody else is blooming doesn't mean that you're not going to again. Mm. And so Amen. being hard on ourselves is <laughs> it's, it's a little rough. But for faith, when you apply that to faith, you know, sometimes I have the faith that wants to have, you know, the great big snowstorm go away, right? Yeah. Where it's just like, God, you know, I rebuke you, the, the, the clouds, like I'm pointing to the clouds right now, like I rebuke you clouds, you know, you go away from my house. But if we didn't get snow on the ground, our ground would not be protected to grow the food next season. And so sometimes we need that, that covering in order for the next season to come. And that see that sometimes that, that winter season that we're looking around right now and we're seeing the ground covered is a blessing mm -hmm. because it's yes. preparing us for the next season, which is the planting and then the growing. It's so amazing to live on a farm because you just see the, 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 the progression of things. But, yes, um, you do. Yes, you do. You're smiling because you're a farmer too. So. Well, uh, yes, I I live out in the country too. I know everything about uh, slow internet, <laughs> but we just got high speed, so we're very excited at our house. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Wow. <laughs> so, but we have yes. In name only, it's still really slow. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is really fast. Things that used to take us 15 minutes now take 15 seconds. So we're really wow. excited. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome you're they, in the 2000s now yeah that's right they just put up a tower just i can see it from my bedroom so it's really cool now <laughs> that's awesome yeah. that's awesome but um i also wanted to to say one more thing about faith yeah yeah thing that i'm going through right now there's a verse and it's a really and this is a play on words but it's a hidden treasure in isaiah 45 and it says i will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord who called you by your name and the God of Israel. And so I, I adore that passage because even though sometimes you're in a dark place, there's treasures that God has hidden in that time. And I, I, I feel like I just want to speak to that right now to those who are hearing, you know, if you're going through a really dark time, God has treasures for you. And he calls you by your name, not just a name, your name, because he knows you Amen. and Amen. you are, you are loved. And there, there's another verse that talks about the Kings are going to be drawn to the brightness of your shining, that Amen. we are a city on a hill that can't be hidden. And so even when your, your neighbor, you know, is murmuring about what's going on, you can still be salt and light to those around you even to the cashiers yeah amen amen that's a great challenge and reminder too all at the same time for each of us to remember uh, that god has his our name written in the palm of his hand and he cares so much for us no matter what we're going through and we need to be that salt and light 
Well, it's been great chatting with you, Heather, today. Thank you so much for sharing your life and your family and some of the things, challenges, and 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 even some of the benefits, too, of, uh, of COVID and this pandemic. So it's been great to getting to know you better. Thanks so much. I can't wait to hug your neck again. <laughs> no, I want big people hugs. I love my little guys, even though my one guy's taller than me now. Yeah. But it just, it's not it's the same. I, I really love being around real people real and not just screen people. But um, one last challenge, Pastor Chris, is don't lose the sense of community in this. We all need to be with each other. And even if we can't be with each other in person, we need to make sure we keep reaching out to those who might just need a card in the mail or, you know, a little gift dropped on their doorstop. I've had a few here of people just dropping little gifts and I've just like cried. I'm like, I know it's only like a lollipop or something. But it was just like, hey, I see you. I know you. You're loved. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, please, in this whole epidemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call this, don't lose a sense of community. It really means the world to people. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for connecting today, Heather. For sure. All right. Have a great Bless day. Bless you. We hope you've enjoyed Coffee and Conversations with Chris. If you'd like to support this program, please visit pinewoodschapel.com give. See you next time.